0: as you listen to this week's message from Pastor Adam Camp. Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for all the different ministries we've got going on over Christmas. So many chances for people to plug in and be involved. Lord, I pray you would open our hearts to whatever area you called us to, whatever that looks like for us individually, Father. Use us for the sake of your kingdom. And as we open your word, Father, thank you for just an amazing time of worship and praise. Lord, I pray we would carry that same sense of awe and love and worship into this time of study now. As we open your word, speak clearly to us through the power of your spirit. May we be transformed more and more into the image of your son, Jesus Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Take your Bibles open to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you don't have your Bibles with you, you can take one in front of the seat where you're sitting a dark uh, it's a black hardbound book. We'll be on page 959, 959, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. While you're finding that, a couple other quick things you can be involved in. You've probably already heard about the Fostering Hope. These are packets that represent children. These are gifts. So you can take a packet if you want to give gifts this Christmas to children, to families that are in need in our area. Every packet represents a kid. It's got a name on the bottom and an age and a gender. You can take this packet You can take to the store, buy the gifts in here, bring them back to the church over the next couple of weeks. And then I think on the 14th of December, that Saturday morning, these families are going to come to our church, and we're going to give these gifts to them. So if you want to help out on that morning as well, you can go out to the Connect desk. Somebody this morning can talk to you about that and answer your questions. We'd love for you to pick one of these up. We've given over 100 already out. We only have, as of this morning, only 28 left. Tara, do you have an update on that? How many we have left? You know? Five. Shoot, we need 50. Come on, we need people to... Y'all get up as soon as the service is over and get one, okay? We've already... So how many have we given away then? 101? hundred and what? I'm putting her on the spot. I'm sorry. Forgive me, Tara. Okay, so we've given away 121, have five left. Uh, there may or may not... We may or may not add a few to that. There, we're still waiting on a few families. But five left. Praise the Lord. 120-something people have already done this. So let's just, fi- just do it today. Knock it out. Go get five. I'm going be done. And then buy these gifts... Uh, an incredible opportunity for these families to be ministered to. We want you to be part of that. And then tonight, men, the fall flannel formal. Uh, as we speak, the mechanical bull is being greased up and prepared. Hope, you, hope you're hope you greasing up your back and your limbs because you're uh, in for a treat. Hope you're going to ride the bull and be thrown off. That's what I'm looking most forward to is to see you thrown off a bull. Just kidding. I'm looking forward to fellowshipping and eating. But we want you to be there. We're uh, already up above 170 men there's a, there's a little bit of space left, but not much. So if you're the guy that has intended to go for three weeks and has not signed up yet, you got to sign up this morning, okay? you got to go to the Connect desk, let them know you're coming. The meat is already cooking. We can go buy a little bit extra today, but not a lot more. But if you're interested in going, uh, we'd love to have you tonight, 4 o'clock, right here in the Fellowship Hall. And if you're parked... Not the Fellowship Hall, in the parking lot out here, 4 o'clock. If you're parked out here... This morning, I know some people leave their cars uh, during lunch and go off for the afternoon and come back that evening and get them. We need you to move your cars. They can't stay there this afternoon. You're welcome to leave them on property. Park them down in the gravel parking lot, please, because we need this whole upper parking lot. We're going to set everything up out there. So if you're parked up here, if you would help us just to move those cars down to the gravel lot for the afternoon, okay? All right, we are continuing our study this morning, uh, Connect, Grow, Serve defining us we're casting vision for where we're going we've got just a couple of sermons left this week and the next week and we're challenging you with this vision of who we want to become kind of the direction we want to go the dna of our church we've been reading it every week we want you to connect to jesus and his church grow in faith and understanding of god's word serve jesus here and around the world and so we've challenged you in certain areas with being a part of a small group Uh, We've challenged you with scripture memorization, John 1, 1 through 18. And by the way, we're going to try to do that next week in the service again. We'll do the first 10 verses, okay? So I hope you've been working on that. I hope you're ready for that. We want you to learn the first 18 verses by our Christmas Eve service. So if you haven't started, it's not too late. If you've already started, keep up the good work. But We want you to memorize that and learn that. Hide God's word in your heart. And then on the third section, Serve Jesus Here and Around the World, we've created for you a serve fair. Right, An opportunity for you to learn all the different ministries, the ways you can plug in. So all out here in our main lobby and down this back hallway, there are banners. I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a few minutes. But I hope you've been walking through that, looking at that, praying about that, asking questions to find a place of service so the Lord can use you. Okay. Today we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. We're going to talk about the importance of figuring out your spiritual gift, what your spiritual gift might be, and then how to use it for the sake of the kingdom. But let me give you kind of a foundational statement. I want you to understand, and we're going to build on this truth, and we're going to see it in Scripture this morning. But here's the simple truth of spiritual gifts that we find all through Scripture. God has gifted you with certain gifts that are to be used for his glory. That's the simple teaching of spiritual gifts. You've been gifted in some way. Everybody's got a gift. Everybody's got a strength, a talent, whatever words you want to call it. Everybody's been given a very specific gift. The calling is for you to use that gift for the purpose of his kingdom, for his glory. So let's jump right in this morning, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to learn about spiritual gifts and see how we can apply these to our lives. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning in verse 1, the words of Paul. Now concerning spiritual gifts, right, very clear. Brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. Why does Paul say this? Because they didn't understand spiritual gifts. I would say it's much like the church in modern society. We don't usually understand spiritual gifts. Paul says, I don't want you to be uninformed. Verse 2, you know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Spirit. Verse 4. Now, there are variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. Here's the first thing I want you to see. Foundational, very simple. We all have been given different gifts from the Lord. Every person in this church... Every person in this room, every person that's a believer has been given a very specific gift from the Lord. Now, I want to define spiritual gift for you to make sure you understand it. Paul says, I don't want you to be uninformed. I want you to understand what spiritual gifts are. So we can define a spiritual gift like this. It's a God-given capacity or talent of every Christian to carry out his or her role in the body of Christ. It's a God-given capacity or talent of every Christian to carry out his or her role in the body of Christ. And this is basically what Paul says in verses 4, 5, and 6. He says, there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. Now, here's the beautiful thing about spiritual gifts. We're all gifted in different areas. You're good at things that I'm not good at. Praise the Lord for that. Your spouse is good at things that you're not good at. The person sitting across the seat or the aisle from you is good at things that you're not good at. And praise the Lord, God has gifted us in different areas, right? The question is not, are we gifted? The question is, what are we gifted in? And how are we using those gifts for the sake of the kingdom? Because Paul says, listen, there's a variety of gifts, but the same Lord, a variety of service, but the same God, a variety of activities, but the same Spirit, all used for His glory. Now, spiritual gifts are found all through Scripture. 1 right? Corinthians 12 is an example, Romans 12 is an example. You can go read about the spiritual gifts in Romans 12, kind of a different list, Ephesians 4, 1 Peter 4. There are, there are several different kind of main passages of Scripture that speak about spiritual gifts. And if you were to kind of read through those and and study through those, you could kind of compile a list of these spiritual gifts and kind of understand what the Bible says about those. Now, most people don't do that. Most people don't go through the scriptures and kind of write down and list out all the different spiritual gifts. And so we've done that for you. In fact, we've created in our Serve God, I hope you've gotten a copy already of the Serve booklet, right? We did the Connect booklet and then the Grow and now the Serve if you haven't picked one of those up, there's some available out in the lobby at the Connect desk, but there's also one available online. And the beautiful part about the Serve booklet online is it contains more than we printed, right? The online version has got videos you can watch, which are very good. Uh, it's got a list that I'm about to show you of different spiritual gifts, and it explains some of those. It's also got a spiritual gifts inventory for you to take. So if you've never taken a spiritual gifts test, right, some of you have done this, maybe it's been years. Some of you have never done it before. I would highly encourage you to go online. You can go to our website, rosemontchurch.org, under the resource tab, and then the connect, grow, serve under that, and you can follow in that booklet. If you go to the section on spiritual gifts that we're preaching about week four, there's a link in there to a spiritual gifts assessment. It'll just ask you a bunch of questions. It'll take you half an hour, maybe an hour. Do it one evening if you want to, or early one morning, whatever. You just answer the questions in the inventory, and you kind of score it, And it'll tell you, listen, we think you're gifted in these certain areas. And so what I wanted to do this morning is to kind of show you this list, talk to it. There are a lot of them, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time doing it, but I'm just going to briefly go through this list of spiritual gifts. And when I do it, the idea is when you see these gifts, for some of you, like, yeah, I think I might be gifted in that area. Others are going to be gifted in other areas. And so you figure out what you're gifted in, and then you figure out how you can use it for the Lord. Because, again, I want to be clear, I'm speaking to everybody here. Like Nobody in here can say, I don't have a gift that the Lord can use. That's not true. Like The devil may have lied to you about that. And you, you may think you don't have a purpose. You may think you're not good at anything. You, you may think you're, you're worthless. I hope you don't feel that way because it's not true. You may think that's the case, but that's not what Scripture teaches. God says, listen, we've all been gifted in different areas for the purpose of the Lord to glorify His kingdom. And so I'm going to give you a list. We're going to go through them kind of quickly. And I'll just talk through them just briefly. If you want to see them, again, you can go to that online uh, form, that online serve guide that I told you about already. And these are all listed in there as well. You can read through them and kind of spend some time praying through them. They also all have scripture references for you to go and look at on your own. Okay? So here's a list of spiritual gifts. Administration. The gift that enables a believer to formulate, direct, and carry out plans necessary to fulfill a purpose. right? Some people are gifted in administration. Some people are gifted in an, or, an organization. If you're gifted in administration, there are a lot of areas in the church, in the, in the community. Uh, there are all kinds of different ways you can use that gift for the glory of the Lord. right? A lot of people see the gift that they have and the talent that they have, and they figure out how to use it in the corporate world or the private sector or whatever field they're in in their job, which is good. You should do that. But the question becomes, how are we using these gifts for the sake of the kingdom? Like, how are we using these gifts to grow the church, to edify the Lord? So administration is one. Go to the next one. Artistry, the gift that gives the believer the skill of creating artistic expressions that produce a spiritual response a strength and inspiration. Man, some people are good at art. They're creative, and they think there's no real place for me at the church. There's absolutely a place for you. We'd love to involve you if you're creative or, creative or kind of have that eye. Right? This is something you can't teach. Either you kind of have it or you don't. right? If you're gifted in this area and you feel like you're gifted, let us know. We'd love to plug you in and figure out ways you can be used for the glory of the Lord. Go to the next page. Discernment, the gift that motivates a believer to seek God's will. Pursue and apply that understanding to individual and congregational situations, right? You kind of understand God's will. You kind of understand right versus wrong. You have good discernment, all sorts of opportunities for you in the church. Go to the next one. Evangelism, the gift that moves believers to reach non believers in such a way that they're baptized and become active members of the Christian community, right? Let me just say this we're all called to share our faith, okay? We're all called to be evangelistic, right? You can't make the argument biblically that you're not supposed to share your faith. Everybody should share their faith. But some people are gifted at it. Some people have kind of been given this gift of evangelism. If that's you, we'd love to use you. In fact, this Wednesday night, if you say, I'm pretty good at this. I'm, I'm pretty confident in sharing my faith. I feel like I've got this gift. You can show up Wednesday night. You can go out in one of these bed builds, and while somebody's in the, in the room putting the bed together, you can stand there with that family. Look, this is the beautiful thing about this ministry. They're going to open up their home and invite you into their house, and then you're all going to sit there for 20 or 30 minutes while they put the beds together. What a great opportunity for you to share your faith. If you're gifted in this, we'd love to have you. Go to the next page. Exhortation, the gift that moves the believer to reach out with Christian love and presence to people in personal conflict, or facing a spiritual void, right? we got all sorts of opportunities for you to be involved in people's lives, to reach out to people, to love people, to care for people. Go to the next one. Faith, the gift that gives a believer the eyes to see the Spirit at work, the ability to trust the Spirit's leading without indication of where it all might lead. right? We all have faith, but some people's faith is stronger than others. and Sometimes we need people to encourage us, to strengthen our faith, Sometimes it's good to hear from people that just trust the Lord even when it doesn't necessarily make sense. You know that person in your life? The person's just strong in their faith. They just trust the Lord regardless of the situation. Maybe that's you. Maybe you say, you know what, I've always just trusted the Lord. I've always had a strong faith. I've always been able to encourage other people. There's a place for you. We'd love to involve you. Go to the next page. Giving, the gift that enables a believer to recognize God's blessings, and to respond to those blessings by generously, sacrificially giving of one's resources. right? Some people are just gifted in giving. They have a generous heart. God has blessed them. They want to give of their time, of their talent, treasure, of their energy, whatever the case may be. If you're gifted in the area of giving, we'd love to talk to you. We love to figure out how we can plug you into the ministry. Go to the next phase: Hospitality. The gift that causes a believer to joyfully welcome and receive guests and those in need of food and lodging. Right? You can invite people into your homes. We, we have all sorts of need up here for people that understand hospitality. We have, we have more and more events up here where we realize because of the size of our church now, it's, it's difficult. Right? If you came to our um, uh, trunk or treat, right, it was fantastic. We moved it indoors. Uh, we had a bunch of food in the fellowship hall. It takes an awful lot to put that on. Right? You kind of just show up, meet a hot dog, and are happy to get some candy. And we're, we're glad you did. But there's an awful lot of man hours that goes into making that thing work. And people that understand hospitality, that understand how to make people feel welcome, is a big need for us, a growing need for us, as our church continues to grow. So if you're interested in that, we'd love to know. Intercession, the gift that enables the believer to pray with the certainty that the prayer is heard. And when requests are made, answers will come. Right, We need people to intercede in prayer. Like our prayer ministry is growing. Uh, John and Peggy have done a fantastic job with that and so many others that are part of that. More and more people are signing up for that, but we need more, right? I, I've mentioned this a couple of different times, but over the last couple of months, God's done some pretty incredible things in that prayer team, right? Some pretty incredible things. Like things, honestly, that it's, it's hard for me even to believe. And I'm, I'm a believer and I have been for a number of years and trust the Lord completely, but some of the things the Lord's done in that room with those people have been amazing. And I'd love for you to be a part of that. In fact, they've got a vision to have a a people during every one of our services praying, right? They have a vision for a group of people during every service to be in a room somewhere just in the back praying for the services. You don't have to pray out loud. You don't have to talk to anybody. You don't have to do anything other than pray. And so if you say, look, I'd, I'd love to intercede. I'd love to pray. There's a place for you to plug in. We'd love to involve you in that process. Next, knowledge, the gift that drives a person to learn, analyze, and uncover new insights with regard to the Bible and faith. Man, we, we, we need that in our church. We need people to say, listen, I'm willing to dig into Scripture, uh, to read more about it, to read some outside sources, try to figure out what's going on, to, to figure out this knowledge, and to train and to teach other people. If you're interested in that, we'd love to involve you as well. Next page, leadership, the gift that gives a believer the confidence to set forward, give direction, and provide motivation to fulfill a dream or complete a task. Right, if you're good in leadership, if you feel like you're a leader or maybe you're a leader at school or at work or on a sports team or whatever the case may be, uh, we'd love to have you involved in leadership at our church. Next. Mercy, the gift that motivates a believer to feel deeply for those in physical, spiritual, or emotional need and then act to meet that need. Listen, we, we, we live in the world at church of physical, spiritual, and emotional need. you understand that, right? I like guess a regular constant ongoing deal for us and that's what the church is for by the way and praise the lord we have the opportunity to do that but it's a it's a regular thing for us to hear of a spiritual need or a physical need or an emotional need we deal with that stuff all day every day if you say look i'm good at that and i really have a heart for people that are in need Uh, i have a heart for people that struggle emotionally or physically or or spiritually or whatever the case i'd love to help please let us know I mean, the, the number of people that call this church and ask for financial help and assistance is staggering. You wouldn't believe it. We just don't have the capacity to handle. We do as much as we can, and we want to help as many people as we can. But if you say, listen, I'm good at this and would love to help with this, please let us know. We'd love to involve you. Next page. Music, vocal, the gift that gives a believer the capability and opportunity to present personal witness and inspiration to others through singing, Right? People that are gifted in singing, you say, I'm, I'm not good at singing at all. We at least need to make a joyful noise, right? You can at least sing when we sing congregational songs. That's a big part of what we do. But there are certain people that are very gifted in this. And we praise the Lord. This, this praise team up here, man, the amount of work they put in, again, it's the same kind of thing. Y'all come on Sunday morning, and they just kind of walk in and play and leave, and you just think that's all they do. The hours they spend, the lifetime they've dedicated to this and their practice and how good they are. Is just incredible, and the fact that they use their gifts for the glory of the Lord is so cool to me. I mean, every one of these people could be playing at other places and getting tips and money, and they say, you know, I'm just going to play here, and I'm going to honor the Lord. And we, we're just so thankful that they do that. The next one, same kind of idea, instrumental, the gift that inspires a believer to express personal faith and provide inspiration and comfort through the playing of a musical instrument. Same idea, you know, maybe you're gifted in playing a certain instrument. God can use those talents. Next page, pastoring or shepherding the gift that gives a believer the confidence capability and compassion to provide spiritual leadership and direction for individuals or groups of believers. And if you feel gifted in this area, I'd love to talk to you about this. We have lots of people that would love to have direction, right? They want spiritual direction or spiritual leadership, or they call or want to meet and have questions. and, And we love to do those things. But if you're gifted in that area, feel like you can serve in that area, we'd love to speak to you about that. Okay, next page. Service or helps the gift that enables a believer to work gladly behind the scenes in order that God's work is fulfilled. Right? This is the person that says, listen, I'm not getting in front of anybody. I'm not going to say anything. I don't want anybody even to know I exist necessarily. I'm happy to be behind the scenes. I'll do what you need me to do. You tell me when and where I'll show up and, and work on this or move this or fix this. Or I don't want to be in front of anybody, but I'm happy to serve. We'd love to use you. We'd love to have you. We'd love to involve you. Go to the next page. Widen these down. Skilled craft, the gift that enables a believer to create, build, maintain, or repair items used within the church. Man, if you're a handy man or a handy woman and can fix things, there always is a need for that. There's always a need to build things, to fix things, to paint things, to correct things. Great opportunities there. Go to the next one. Teaching, the gift that enables a believer to communicate a personal understanding of the Bible and faith in such a way that it becomes clear and understood by others. We need teachers. We always have. We always will. Go to the next one. Wisdom, the gift that allows the believer to sort through opinions, facts, and thoughts in order to determine what solution would be best for the individual believer or the community of believers. Like We, we need people with godly wisdom that are willing to impart that wisdom to other people. And then I think the last one here, writing the gift that gives a believer the ability to express truth in a written form, a form that can edify, instruct, and strengthen the community of believers, right? As much stuff as we produce here and as much writing as we do, people that can edit, people that understand grammar, people that are willing to write, uh, we'd love to involve you, love to help you. Now, that's a lot of stuff, right? And I went over those because I wanted you to see there's a, a great variety of things, there's a lot of areas of need. And for probably 90% of that list, you're like, you know, that's not me. But I promise you, there was one of them, you're like, I think that might be me. That's probably your spiritual gift. You're kind of passionate about one. You thought, maybe I can do that, or I'm interested in that area. That may be your spiritual gift. Go online, take that spiritual gift's inventory to see how the Lord's directing. Now, let's jump back into 1 Corinthians 12, because I want you to notice what happens here, right? We're all gifted. We've all been given a very specific gift We all have a very specific purpose. Now look at verse 7 of 1 Corinthians 12. To each, that's every person, okay not just a couple or four or five, to each, that's you, is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. I'm going to read that again because that's an important phrase. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between Spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Now, verse 11 is important. All these, right? All of the gifts are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Here's the second thing I want you to see this morning. Our different gifts are given for specific purposes to display the Holy Spirit in our lives. Our gifts are given specifically so we can display the Holy Spirit in our lives. The word spirit is used 11 times in these first 11 verses. 11 times in these first 11 verses of 1 Corinthians 12, the word spirit is used. Why? Because Paul wants us to understand it's through the spirit that we're gifted And when we use the Spirit for His honor, we're displaying the glory of the Lord. That's what the Bible says. It says, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit. The word manifest means to display or show by one's actions or appearance or to demonstrate. So when we use these gifts for the glory of the Lord, we're demonstrating the Holy Spirit. You understand that? We're demonstrating Christ in our life. Now, here's what some people say. They say, you know what, I don't really have a place. Uh, There's nothing I can do. Uh, I'm not very gifted, you say, or, or my gifts are insignificant. I don't really know how they can use them. I'm not really sure how I can use them for the glory of the, God, uh, glory of the Lord. Listen, here's what Paul says. Every person in the church has a place. Now, I want to show you something. I've got a picture, too. I want you to pull that up on the screen for me, if you would. This is a little pen, and I'm holding it in my hand. I took a picture because it's so small, and you wouldn't be able to see it. It's just a small little pin, And this pen uh, goes to a very specific part of my little sailboat. I've talked before about how I've got this desire to learn how to sail. So we bought about a 14-foot-long sailboat. It's a massive yacht of a sailboat, 14 feet long. It holds maybe two adults. But I take it out on the lake every now and then because I want to learn how to sail. Very different than a, than a powerboat because the wind has to be right. And believe it or not, there's not a lot of wind on West Point Lake. And so I take it out there and try to learn It's kind of difficult. And I was out there a couple of months ago, and I got a couple hundred feet off from uh, the shore, and I kept hearing this sound. Not quite metallic like, but this tapping sound. And I thought something under the boat was scraping. And I've got a keel, which is a, uh, just a, a kind of a piece that's probably four or five feet long and two or three feet wide that goes under the bottom of the boat, right? So you imagine the hull of the boat, and there's a keel. And it kind of counterbalances the sail. So when the wind blows and pushes the boat, the keel keeps the boat from tipping. It's very important. And I kept thinking, why, why are we scraping the bottom of the lake? We're, we're too far out to be doing that. And I, I looked down, and the keel... was literally just kind of floating in the water, which is not a good sign, by the way, for your boat when your keel's just flapping around in the water. And it's a retractable keel because I put it up on a little trailer, and it has a spring attached, and fortunately, that spring was holding on to the keel. It didn't let it leave. And so we kind of limped back and put it on the trailer, got it home, tipped it up, and this pin, apparently, I didn't even know it existed, had broken off, right? It's a small little pin. It kind of is the pivot point for the keel, and when this pin goes away, the keel falls away from the... Of the boat and it just kind of flaps away, and I would have lost it, if it hadn't been for that spring, right? Now I've tried to find this, by the way. I can't find this piece. I've got an old boat. Uh I've been emailing a guy, I ordered this and it's the wrong one. This is how bad it's gotten. The guy at the boat shop, this is some guy up north. He's not even around here. He quit emailing me. I've been emailing, he, I've been bugging him so much, he now will not respond to my emails. I'm frustrated about it. That's okay. I had a guy in the first service that's a machinist tell me he'll make one of these for me. So praise the Lord for that. Here's the point, though. This is important. I didn't even know this thing existed until a couple months ago. It was my boat. I'd never seen this piece. I guess if I'd thought through it, I would have imagined that there had to be something down there that caused it. I didn't even know it existed, right? But without this piece, my boat will not work. Like for all the coolness of the sails and the rudder and all the neat things you think about with a sailboat. Without this little piece of hardware, my boat is useless. It's just sitting in my backyard right now. Every complex system has something. Your car's got some little piece somewhere, probably many pieces, that if you take that one little piece out, the car doesn't work. Like this system, if you take one little piece out, there's something in this, there's always something that's small and you don't notice it, you don't think about it, but without it, it doesn't work. I would say to you that your place in this church, your area of service is like this pen. We we may not even know the place exists, we may may not even know what your talent is, but if you're not using your gift in the way it's been designed in the church, the church is not going to function properly. There is no insignificant piece. You understand that? There's no minor part. Everybody plays a part. Everybody's involved. The Lord calls us all to do something for the sake of his kingdom. Now, I'm out of time, so I've got to fast forward through this very quickly, okay? We've given you, or you should have gotten when you got uh, here this morning, or maybe when you came in, you picked one of these up, uh, a service card. It's a simple little card. It's got a place for your name, cell number, email. And on the back, there's just a list of all the different service opportunities. If you didn't get one this morning, I want you to pick one up and take it home because next week we're going to challenge you to turn one of these in. Okay? I want every person in this church to find a place of service. If you're already serving, you can put on the back that I'm already serving and tell us where you're serving and turn it in. But during the invitation of next week's sermon, you're going to come down, you're going to have this card filled out, you're going to put it in this little basket, okay? Because I want to challenge everybody in this church to do something, to be involved somewhere. Now, let's finish this thing up. Look at verse 31 of chapter 12. Verse 31 of chapter 12, Paul says, But earnestly desire the higher gifts. He's talked about all the gifts. And I will show you a more excellent way. That's an interesting phrase. Paul says, desire the gifts, but there's a more excellent way. Now, verse 1 of chapter 13, I just want to read a couple of verses and then we're going to be done here. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. If I speak, Paul's going to give us now the excellent way. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Isn't that interesting? If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing nothing he ends that chapter verse he ends that section verse 13 so now faith hope and love abide these three but the greatest of these is love here's the final truth this morning number three we best display our gifts and the glory of the lord when we love those around us doesn't matter your gift doesn't matter your strength doesn't matter your area of service. If you're not doing it in love, you're a clanging cymbal. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to be around that. Doesn't matter what you give up. Doesn't matter how much you serve. Doesn't, have, doesn't matter how much you sacrifice. Paul says if you're not doing it in love, then you're useless. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. Now I want you to close your Bibles up, close your notes up. Our praise team can come on back up. I want to challenge you just to kind of take this truth for a second and, and figure out maybe how it can apply to your life. I want you to kind of answer a couple of simple questions as you, as you just settle back in. Close up your notes. Close up your Bible. Kind of prepare for a time of invitation. You can close your eyes. Here's the first question. What are you gifted in? Everybody's gifted in something. You've got a gift. And don't let the enemy lie to you and tell you it's insignificant. It's not. I promise you it's not. What are you gifted in? And then secondly, how are you going to use that gift for the sake of the kingdom of the Lord? What are you gifted in? How are you going to use it for the sake of the Lord? Father, we thank you for this text. Paul says he doesn't want us to be uninformed. I hope this morning we've learned a little bit more about spiritual gifts. Maybe understood the calling and the importance and the significance of them. Lord, I pray that every person in here would recognize their area of giftedness. Would figure out where they ought to be serving And would serve you, Lord, as the scripture says, for the common good, for the sake of your kingdom, for the sake of your church. Use us to do great things. We'll give you the praise and the honor and the glories in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. You can stand. This is a time of invitation for you to come and pray. Our prayer team will be down here available to pray with them if you'd like. You respond as we sing together this morning.